Thanks for joining us here on this Mother's Day, May 8th, 2022, with the First Love Ministries from the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois, with Reverend Jonathan Warren. Reverend Warren has titled his sermon today, Hope Rises. Our liturgist today is Tim Chitman. Our gospel reading comes to us from John 10, 22-30. And our scripture reading is taken from Acts 9, 36 through 43. We pray that you have a joyful Mother's Day with your mother figure, grandmother, mother, great-grandmother, and that there is great rejoicing and fellowship all around. God bless and may peace and safety be with you all this week. The Gospel reading is from John 10, verses 22 through 30. Let us listen for the Word of God. At that time, the festival of the dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking to the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, "'How long will you keep us in suspense?' If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me, but you do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So we're changing up the order just a little bit. We're going to have the children sing in just a moment, but we thought right after the singing they could have children's time and not have to wait between. Our New Testament reading continues in Acts chapter 9, verses 36 through 43. Let us listen to the Word of God. Now in Joppa, there was a disciple whose name was Tabitha, which in Greek is Dorcas. She was devoted to good works and acts of charity. At that same time, she became ill and died. When they had washed her, they laid her in a room upstairs. Since Lydda was near Joppa, the disciples who heard that Peter was there sent two men to him with the request, please come to us without delay. So Peter got up and went with them. And when he arrived, they took him to the room upstairs. All the widows stood beside him 
weeping and showing tunics and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was with them. Peter put all of them outside, and then he knelt down and prayed. He turned to the body and said, Tabitha, get up. Then she opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her up. Then calling the saints and widows, he showed her to be alive. This became known throughout Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Meanwhile, he stayed in Joppa for some time with a certain Simon, a tanner. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And now our children can come forward to sing. This week, the May book study on grace and gratitude started this Wednesday. And someone there shared what they saw on the CBS morning show. And it was a grace-filled story about a woman who was given a second chance. As a teenager, Gabrielle Perry's adopted father died before he could see her go to Louisiana State University on a full scholarship. And then in college, it seemed like everything started falling apart for Gabriel. They were foreclosing on their family home. Gabriel's mom was sick. And desperation led to a lot of poor choices in her life. She was arrested with 27 felonies for stealing money from a work-study program. She immediately confessed. She paid back what was owed, but she faced Judge Higginbotham. Gabrielle was terrified, but the judge treated her with kindness, asking her if she was ready to go back to school. She said that that meeting ended up changing the trajectory of her life. The judge ended up dismissing her charges in time for her to register for the fall semester. And even though she paid back all the money owed, his leniency helped Gabriel finish school with multiple degrees. The stigma of breaking the law took years to wear off. Gabriel was uh, briefly homeless relied on leftover meals from Rose Hill Baptist Church to survive. She said, I went to bed hungry and angry. The only full meal I ate every week was from the church on Wednesdays. I helped serve food to the seniors, and if there was some leftover, I got it. The church gave her clothes, even helped her find a part-time job. She said, the arrest on my record made it hard for me to find another job, and I remember every time I tried to move up in life, I tried to get a different job. It was like life just kept kicking me back down. Now, in today's Bible story, we meet a disciple named Tabitha in Acts. According to scholars, the Greek word for disciple that Luke uses here is the first and only use of the word in the feminine form. Tabitha was a full-blown disciple, like the male disciples we all know, and we know her name, which is also very rare for women in the Bible. In fact, she has two names which means she was a person of mingled cultures, 
Tabitha identifies her as a Jew, and her Greek name Dorcas, which means gazelle, indicates she lived among Gentiles in Greek-speaking Joppa. But the truth is we don't know much about her backstory. I don't know about you, but I want to know more about Tabitha, the only female named and recognized as Christ's disciple. I know she has a bigger story, but there's a small part we do know. According to scholars, her death has significant societal ramifications for the most vulnerable in her town. She helped many with physical and financial needs. And when she dies, disciples and widows are so moved, they don't hesitate. They summon the Apostle Peter in nearby Lydda. And she's touched these widows so much so that they show Peter the tunics and clothing she made and gave them. Many of you know widows are easily among the most vulnerable citizens in her society. She provided security to those whose status rendered them insecure. She impacted the poorest, the least. And this poor community has forever been impacted, altered, changed, loved that they, in turn, reach out in love, asking the Apostle Peter for his blessing in such a difficult time. As Christ's disciple, Tabitha is not immune from getting sick and dying. But the widow's compassion and love for Tabitha, beloved disciple of Christ, is so genuine and evident and moving Peter drops everything and immediately goes with them. Somehow Tabitha heard these women. She listened and cared for them. She bought and made them tunics and clothing without expecting anything in return. Tabitha's a special and unique disciple. I don't know about you, but it makes me want to know more about her. I want to know how she became so considerate. I want to know what made her so loving and so generous. So this week, when I heard more about Gabriel Perry's second chance story, it made me wonder if it was anything like Tabitha's story. After Gabriel was given the second chance, we heard how she was homeless and struggled to find work. Yet after all her struggling, she continued to strive, continued to pursue her goals. And years later, she ended up earning degrees in epidemiology and public health, and now she works as an epidemiologist. She also started the Thurman Perry Foundation, named after her father, Foundation offers scholarships to incarcerated women and the daughters of anyone who has ever been incarcerated. She says, being able to educate women and girls is a public safety measure. 43% of formerly incarcerated people who have access to our educational program do not reoffend. 
Gabriel's foundation also provides organic feminine products to female inmates, and she hopes that her foundation will help women gain a sense of dignity. Many years later, Gabriel wrote Judge Higginbotham a letter. She thanked him for dismissing her case, for giving her a second chance. She says, I wanted you to know this because we are in strange times, and there are other people like me in this world. I hope you think of your effort, effect on my life and your very important work, your decision to not punish me saved my life. And because of that, I get to go save other people's lives. When they did this story, they welcomed Judge Higginbotham into the interview, and he mentioned that he had kept Perry's letter on his desk for years. It's right there on the corner of his desk. It gives me inspiration to do what I do every single day. Now, the truth of it is, just like Gabriel, Tabitha is an advocate. And a lot of time, people become advocates because they know someone, they care for a loved one, or have experienced the help of an advocate. It's beyond listening. It's a defender. It's someone who helps. It's a disciple. And I wonder if Gabriel's story is a lot like Tabitha's story. She struggled. She was given a second chance. Someone advocated for her. It's likely that Tabitha actually knew Jesus. Maybe he was her advocate. Or at the very least, one of the apostles. They reached out with love. And in gratitude, she dropped everything and became a disciple of Jesus Christ. Tabitha sees people just like Christ sees them. She's a strong, loving, courageous female disciple of Jesus Christ. She puts others before herself, and it made such a difference that when she dies, her community, the ones who couldn't ever pay her back or return a favor, end up advocating, end up witnessing, end up loving. And Peter's response is the same as Jesus when experiencing love like this. For it's not Peter doing the work, but he's inspired by the Holy Spirit, by God working in and through him, that there's nothing else to say to Tabitha than to say, get up, rise, Hope is alive. Tabitha, disciple of Jesus Christ, rise up, get up. And just like that, Tabitha is raised from the dead. And essentially, God is raising hope, not for one person, but for an entire community. 
And today, we get to celebrate a courageous advocate, a loving follower of Jesus Christ. Today, hope rises, and today's hope has a name. And her name is Tabitha. And what better day to recognize a loving and a strong woman disciple than on Mother's Day? It just so happens that it's in our lectionary text. There's a Chinese proverb that says, women hold up half the sky. And today we see it happening when Tabitha dies. These widows show the generosity, the love, the care. A woman advocate named Tabitha shared with them. We need these women in our lives to inspire us to become advocates, to inspire us to become generous and gracious defenders, to love the least, become followers, to become disciples, female and male, in the name of Jesus Christ. For hope still rises today, and her name is Tabitha. Her name is Gabrielle call from Christ and each of us to lift up the least, to see the potential in all people. It's not just our job to wait for these kind of people, for hope is alive, and her name is daughter. Her name is mother. We don't need to wait and wait for someone else to rise up, for hope is alive and her name is church. Today, God raises the dead and tells hope to rise. God doesn't just tell Tabitha to rise up, but in this very action, God is raising up hope for an entire community. So go out today, give someone a second chance. Go out today, and love. Go out this week, share kindness, be an advocate for the least, for we are all Christ's disciples and we can proclaim that hope is alive, that hope has been raised from the dead. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you found this podcast inspirational and would like to support the First Love Ministry programs at First Presbyterian Church, please send any contributions to First Presbyterian Church at 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois. Our zip code is 62650. Our phone is 217-245-4189. You can contact our secretary there between the hours of 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. Our email is office at firstpresjacks.org. That's office at f-i-r-s-t-p-r-e-s-j-a-x dot o-r-g. Masks are now optional anywhere in the church. Our in-person church services start at 10 a.m. on Sunday. Access to our online church service 
starts at 9.55 a.m. You can listen to these live services on our Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com slash first, F-I-R-S-T, P-R-E-S, Jacks. You can join our Facebook group called First Presbyterians with a Purpose. We have a choir that meets from 7 to 8 p.m. every Thursday night, and we welcome all who are willing to sing. We look forward to hearing from you, either by email, mail, or phone. God bless, and may you have a peaceful and safe year.